Episode 19 of The Exit Strategy, Happy New Year 2023 is here. We're giving a breakdown of the general market overview, how are interest rates impacting the tech sector today, more social media regulations to come in 2023. Now let's hear the count. One, two, three, four. You're listening to The Exit Strategy, a podcast that inspires open discussions about financial news and technology today. My name, Marcus McGarian, a recovering SaaS vendor joined by my co-hosts, Ralph DeFiori and Swadek Mazundar, and we're sitting down with startup founders, technology experts. Now let's begin. 2023 in action. So long, 2022. It's just Swadek and Marcus today. So many things are happening already this year. I mean, we have uh, 23, 2023 kicks in. You have all these regulations that are kicking in. You're having all these things that predictions that are coming in and out. I mean, there's predictions in MarTech, FinTech, legal tech. I don't know about you, but a lot of things happen. Supposedly we had four down quarters, which is the first time that's happened since the dot-com crash. But what happened after the dot-com crash? I mean, a few years later, we had one of the biggest bull runs in 20 years, for the past 20 years, basically. Right, and people forgot about what happened in the dot-com and we started making the same old mistakes again. You we know, love you mistakes. If, if you have yeah. 0% interest rates and then you just allow people to borrow to the wazoo, it's I it's going to keep happening. But you, do you feel that like it's a bad thing? Because if it was such a bad thing, they wouldn't let it happen. What did we do? We did all through 2022 from the summer, we started raising rates. We had four and a quarter, right? The Fed fund rate. Yeah. Uh, we entered 2023 now. And we're expecting, I guess, the terminal rate to be closer to five. So we still yeah. have ways to go. So I think it'll be interesting to see what the readout of the December Fed meeting looks like. You know, I'm sure they're going to talk about the labor market. I'm sure they're going to talk about uh, inflation. Uh, you know, the wage, uh, you know, the, the, the labor market is still, uh, the un- unemployment is still at, at three point, I think seven or three point nine. I don't quite remember that number accurately. Mm. Uh, so it hasn't made much of an effect there, right? So mm. uh, we'd love to see what the job report kind of shows in December. I mean, I remember in Q, the end of Q two, uh, uh, Chairman Powell at the Federal Reserve was stating that. We need to lay off like 1.8 million people in order to curb inflation. Remember that? Yeah. Like yeah, that's so okay now, for him to say because he's not losing his job. So it's like. <laughs> I know. But now it's not just inflation. You know, if you read all the headlines, it's more ominous than that. It's it's recession, right? Yeah. Uh, and would be stagflation after that? We don't know, right? So they are, they are trying to, uh, you know, we spoke about this in a, in our previous podcast, you know, we are very quickly coming to election year. Don't forget 2024 already, right? Yeah. Uh, After the summer, you know, we will be in the election mode again. So the government has to do something very quickly uh, if they want to stay in power. So they will, they will try the best to either sugarcoat it or, or change the direction, right? In the global market in general, has been bad. The U.S. market has been bad. I mean, just, you know, the S&P, you know, we keep talking about 2008, you know, the 2008.com, the market, uh, you know, the the NASDAQ heavy 
uh, the Nasdaq tech heavy was the hardest hit in 2022, right? We yeah. lost what about third of it, right? Uh, the yeah. Dow was down about 10%, and the S and P 500 was down. That's the largest breadth. That's about 20% or 19 some some percentage, yeah. right? So that's you know, so Nasdaq was an outlier here just because of you know you were talking about that free money. That's where it went, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everyone's dumping into those sectors, but you know, it, it's it, it's funny because you have there's always there's always a critic out there. I mean, I I, I like the uh, I'm not a fan of uh, Jim Cramer, but Jim Cramer does say that there's a bull market in any market. So it's just a question of like understanding where that bull market is right now, and I feel that you have it in very specific things. And I definitely think that a big play that's going to happen this year is the consolidation of the market. Because Absolutely agree. We, we, we discussed this in the past in previous podcasts that like in France, for example, you have too much investments going to the same like copycat companies. And then there's not, the market isn't big enough to have all these companies doing the same thing. And it has to be consolidation. It's just that like, I know from my own experience here that people um they're not ready to do that they don't even i mean first of all they don't always i could tell by the conversations they don't even know that's an option like there's a guy down the road from our headquarters in 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 connecticut that said to me marcus if you bring me three companies that do the same thing he told me one plus one equals five well one plus one plus one three times three companies equals five companies why because you consolidate the costs you increase your ebitda it means you're having more profit, but you're all doing the same thing. Consolidate the customers. You just, you, you stick with what's best. And what's frustrating is that like, um, you know, th- we just have to wait for the market to say, I'm ready to do what you're saying, or at least I'm open to the idea that we have to make a change because most people, especially entrepreneurs, they have like the number, like the 70 to 80% of, of an M&A deal is ego. So, if you if if you don't brush if you don't pet the ego of the people that you're working with, you're never going to close the deal, because the insecurity they don't want to be seen as failures, and what is a failure in New York is very different, very differently perceived in India, in France. Every country sees failure in a different light. That's that's correct. So uh, talking going back to go, don't, going back to you know, how we're going to progress, you know, what do we look forward to? And so I think the key, again, these are conversations we've had again and again. Uh, The key, I think, is pattern recognition. Uh, What's going to happen in the next, not few quarters, you know, we know that the corporate profits and the margins are severely affected. You know, look at some of the big companies, you know, today Tesla came back and said, uh, their their deliveries have been shot for December, right? So, and that's that's the general uh, trend in most markets. One market I personally feel, you know, and talking about patent recognition, one market which I feel is going to keep you busy, Marcus, because that's you know that's your uh, that's the sandbox you play in is the fintech market. I think tremendous uh, activities are going on there. Uh, you'll see a lot of consolidation. So you're going to be a very busy person, right? I'm not sure if you can keep up with this podcast. Maybe you can come in as a guest once in a while, right? <laughs> that's why we got to keep it concise all the time, you know, so I don't have to do too much editing true. after. 
post yeah. post edit. Yeah. Oh, you edit? I didn't even know you edit. Just kidding. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> Especially when we go on those two hour rants. Oh we God, have to break yeah. it down like we've, 30 yeah, minutes. Had, yeah, we've <laughs> had some of those. Yeah, we've had some of those. But listen, um, you know, we have to be very uh, you know, we can't fight the Fed, we know that. We have to be very uh, cognizant about all the economic activity that's going on. We have to see what the labor market looks like. We have to look at all the data that's coming out. Uh, and I think the first two quarters is going to be, or at least the first quarter is going to be uh, pretty, pretty damp. It'll be, you know, it'll be pretty uh, weak. And I think yeah. we are going to reverse course after that, or at least we're going to stabilize. Um, the 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 highlight or the you know silver lining here, I think, is the worst is over. I think the worst is behind us. That's my personal belief. Yeah. You know, you talk about uh, you know certain areas there's bull market. You know, I see. I wouldn't call it a bull market, but I definitely see huge opportunities in countries like India. Right. Yes. Uh, if you look at World Bank report, they keep talking about that as well. That India is the only, uh, you know, is the only uh, region or on the only uh, country that's uh, in the positive GDP uh, yeah. growth track. Now, we talk to a lot of funds here, and you know, they are all looking at India, and they're all asking us, what kind of allocations do we need to make for India? Right. And in India itself, there are a lot of challenges. We know that that's always been there. Uh, but at the same time, there are certain areas. And that, again, comes into comes full circle into our conversation with you is fintech is a huge market in India. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure there are a lot of cross-border transactions that can be done, not just U.S. India, but U.S. Europe, India. No, a hundred percent. I mean, the the like you you could take even the crypto market, which got massively a huge slap in the face, and you know the number of deals are down. But when I speak to my friends who work in the crypto space, especially like in the prime brokerage compliance side, their business is booming because you know it. We could call this a bottom out. You know, crypto will come back in some way, shape, or form. It's not going to be um, what we had. Because before you had the euphoria, this new thing, everyone thinks is cool and hype. It's the same thing that happened in tech back in 2000, right? Exactly. Dot-com yeah. crash. It took maybe yeah. from 2001 to 2005, it was slow. Then the financial crisis came. And after the financial crisis, tech exploded. Now interest rates are back. What happens when interest rates are back? The, the old school business comes back. Tech isn't hot now because... Right now, I could buy ten-year treasuries at around five percent. I, you know, I, can't, I checked it before here, but I forgot and what the numbers are. It's less. It's less. The, the ten would be at three something. Three point eight seven nine. Yep. Yeah. The two and would be a little higher. The yeah, the the one year is at almost is at four point seven. So, technically, short term for big investors, who their cost the like a pension fund's cost of capital is what four four and a half percent. They 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 could put all their money in that and make a spread of almost fifty basis points. Yeah, but that's never it never works that way, right? That it that's so easy when you say, well, four and a quarter or ten years. People want be surprised in the know. in the in the Brazilian market when I was running that uh, Brazilian bank, mm -hmm. the pension funds would put all the money into the into the treasury bills in in Brazil because it was paying like their cost of capital yeah, was ten percent, right? And but the then you know, the, paying twenty. 
Right. But then the, uh, the LPs come to you and say, why are we paying you these damn fees? You know, we need a bigger ROI uh, than that, you know, risk-free capital. Yeah. Uh, and that risk-free capital goes away. I mean, uh, you know, as soon as we see, you know, we have, we know that we have short-term memory. We've always spoken about that and we will see maybe 2024. I, you know, I think 2024, starting 2024, 25 is when we see this whole, I won't call it the boom, but the uptake start happening very, very quickly. There is a lot of money. Uh, I don't know if I told you this or somebody else the other day, uh, the baby, baby boomers are going to transfer almost trillions. $69 trillion yeah. to the next gen. I mean, come on. That's a whole lot of zeros in there. I'm not I'm not getting that many zeros, Swanek. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, so I think the, the two the, the the capital markets, real estate are the two markets that if you keep a longer term view, uh chances are you'll come up ahead. That's always been the Warren Buffett's mantra. Yes. Right. Unfortunately, what happens is we put our grocery money to play and then we cry that, oh, we lost everything. You know, all the big losses that we had this year. I mean, look at 2022. You know, we went we went past COVID and we thought, OK, better days are here again. And we got, you know, we, we, we were seeing a lot of data on inflation coming out all through 2020, well, 2021, starting 2021. Right, we didn't pay heed to a lot of that stuff because, hey, listen, till the party's going on, who cares, right? Yeah. And then it comes and hits us so hard, uh, and you know, obviously, the Fed starts being on, you know, on taking dras- drastic steps, you know, and then it it affects the market uh, the way it did, and then we also had you know, the whole bust of the crypto world, yeah. uh, you know, the underlying blockchain technology is still very valid. Yeah. Right? And you just said, in some f- form, you will see this still survive. Will it thrive? We don't know. It'll, I think there's a lot of regulations that's going to come in, like everything else. You know, regs came in in, 2930 time frame came in again in 2001 2020 yeah. i mean uh, 2000 and then 2089 right and now we're going to have regs in the in the in the blockchain uh space and all this happens that way yeah i i i think that i think what's more painful right now is the fact that you have these real interest rates that are kicking into the market and for over a decade 15 years now we've had this 0% interest rate environment so think about all the corporations that are doing massive share buybacks. They would borrow money for zero, like very close to zero. Then they would buy back their shares. They would you know, pay themselves very high um, you know, executive payouts and things like that. And the market keeps getting propped up because you could always keep pumping in more liquidity into it. And what's frustrating for a lot of people is that they forgot how it was to be in this kind of market. For guys like us, I think this is a better market. Because it create this, you need the spreads, you know, because it brings back more of these the the desire for more traditional businesses, industrial manufacturing, and things. Do you need more disruption in these spaces? Yes, of course you do. You you always want to have things like IoT technology that allows you to 
track your uh, parcels or your 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 um, raw materials, et cetera, while they're being transported. That's just the service side of the market. But the fact that you have real interest rates means that if I buy something as basic as real estate, you know, because when you have zero interest rate environments, you have real estate with very low cap rates. So what that means is that you have to really play the tax benefit on those on those assets. So I make a $10 million commission or I sell my company for $10 million. I'm going to get taxed at a very high rate. What do I do? I buy real estate. I over leverage the real estate. I accelerate the depreciation, which means that I wash out all the taxes. I mean, guys like Donald Trump do this. They have massive losses on the balance sheets because of doing things like accelerated depreciation. It's a very normal thing in the market. And it's a way for you to make a lot of money. I mean, because if you have $10 million, you could borrow up to maybe 30 to 40, accelerate the depreciation of the $10 million you, you, you earned. Then when you restructure the housing, you could increase the value of it, borrow against it some more. That money that you borrowed against is paid back by the real estate itself, but you get to pocket the debt and spend it you know, for living in, and that's not income. So that kind of thing was very possible in the zero rate market. I think right now, when you look at something like the New York city real estate market, the, the, the liquidity has dropped tremendously. If you look at the number of VCs deploying capital into the, uh, the tech space, it's got, it's the same thing, very low liquidity because the market has changed. And then the people have to go back and say, we need to build private equity funds or investment funds that are looking into these traditional sectors because those funds kind of started going away over the past 15 years, right? Cause you have what a two year, three year investment period. You're you you, you, you sit on the board of a couple of yeah, well, no longer, usually five years. It could be, it also depends on the space, right? Uh, tech space is much shorter. Uh, yeah. Tech enabled are longer, right? But uh, look at, look at also, the zero uh, rate environment also creates or gives you the opportunity uh, to innovate more, right? Yeah. It also brings in more money into the capital markets because you're not getting a return anywhere else. So the as thing, a result, yeah, as I, a I result, think, yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think that the neg there's, a, there's a big negative factor to having zero rate environment for 15 years. It's because... There was even a study done by the Federal Reserve that came out in 2017 showing how if you had a real rate market, um, the average person would be doing better. And the reason is, is because in a zero rate market, the guy who consolidates everything because he's getting everything for free because he has zero, like zero percent, very low cost of debt. Like in Europe, you're getting it was ridiculously low compared to what it is um, uh, even today. And what happens is that. The big guy keeps gobbling up, gobbling up, gobbling up all these assets because it doesn't cost them anything anyway. And he keeps playing the leverage game as they keep inflating, inflating the asset price, inflating the asset price. And every and everyone starts rising the their asset prices. It's like it's like a, it's like a low tide or high tide. You 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 have your you have a hundred boats parked at port. The the water rises, all the boats rise with the tide. You know, unless a bo boat has a hole in the in the hull. I think I think they, I think this the, the raising the rates is the is the hole in all the boats kind of thing. yeah. But see what I was trying to uh, uh, allude to um, 
you know, there are advantages and disadvantages to zero interest or marginal interest rates, but definitely let's pay attention to what comes out of it, right? Uh, if you really look at look at what has happened since 2008-9, you know, companies that came out of that, you know, name all the new tech companies, be it in the fintech, all the, you know, all the uh, platform companies, the shared economy companies, they all came out post that. Look at the amount of jobs that it created, number one. Number two, yeah. look at the technology. Look at how they intersected. Look at all the vectors, right? If you didn't have smartphones, you wouldn't have stuff like Uber. If you didn't have the payment system, you wouldn't have companies like Uber. But so Uber is just one part of it, but there are all other technologies that came because of a certain innovations, because of some investments that went in, it it you know it uh, came came to fruition with companies like Uber or maybe Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. Yeah. You know nowadays we make calls on WhatsApp. You know, Meta I think should. Uh, I I know this is not going to reach them, but Meta should charge everybody. What they have what three billion subscribers now. And they have yeah. business subscribers. They should uh, charge business subscribers five dollars a month, and individuals a dollar a month. Would yeah. you even would you even flinch if they charge you a dollar a month for the kind of services it provides you? No. Remember, look, I remember once WhatsApp shut down in Brazil, and everyone just switched over to Telegram. It's like if you do that, like some if you have like a pain point or a resistance point, someone's gonna be like, ah, you know, screw this. I'm gonna go over to like, you know, uh, but yeah, but you know, Snapchat so, or the other true, ones. True, true. But look at look at the you know, if if it's a lot of friction, it's a lot of money, yes, I understand. Yeah. But if I if I say a buck a day, I mean yeah. a buck a month, not a day, buck a month, you would not even think about it. Right? No. But look at the incremental income. Is going to generate for the company. I I agree. I mean, it's 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 um it's kind of tough when you have a group like Facebook, which basically created this ad. Their platform was based on ad revenue, so it was really being paid for by the corporations driving traffic to their sites. And you know, it, it's a it's a very important and all the thing data they were collecting. Yeah. So driving, you 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 go on Facebook, you see an ad, you click on it, you drive the traffic to the site. Let's say it's a cosmetic site. And then the problem goes to the next level. So another company is formed in order to focus on customer journey. And then once you get to the cart, the, the, the next company is formed and they focus on the payments. And then once the payment is done, another company is formed to fill the fulfillment center. And then you work with guys like UPS, FedEx to make delivery, delivery right. happen. That's what, that's what I said. That's, created that's a whole ecosystem. That's been enabled. Yeah, that's yeah. been enabled because of the technology. That's been enabled because there was risk money available to deploy, to allocate. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's when I was in college, you had HTML and CSS was coming out, the cascading style sheets. By the time, I guess, 10 years later, JavaScript came out. So JavaScript allows you to do things like more analytics and really tracking what people are doing. But then what happens is that once we're seeing that, oh, our data is being given away and sold, now we're going to have more regulation, right? Before, before the call, we were talking about this, more social media regulations coming in 2023 yes. is what members of Congress are saying. I mean... Not not only social media regulations. I think you'll have blockchain regulations coming in. Yeah, uh, that'll be big. Uh, and we'd like to see which countries comply, which countries don't. Will there be a dark web somewhere where people will still do stuff? 
we don't know. Uh, but social media definitely uh, will be regulated uh, more drastically than it already has. You know, I personally feel anytime the government fingers these kind of things, it's not good for anybody. Right? Create a broad yeah, forget about it. framework. Create a broad framework uh, for any everybody's benefit. But it's never that way. It's not that easy. It's easier said than done. I think it's different now that they're really talking about this TikTok thing because that's, you know, because like cyberbullying, you should definitely be doing something about that. That should be regulated, policed, and things like that. But like, absolutely, yeah. Um, but something like, you know, uh, what you're doing, I, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand what exactly like China is collecting in terms of data on TikTok on us because it's kind of like, because they call TikTok like digital fentanyl. You know, it's very addictive and all those things. Yeah, it but is. yeah. I love it. I mean, it's it, but I don't I don't understand what I'm doing on it that makes me like would be like a security risk for the United States. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't most of the things I watch on the thing are like history or like, uh, you know, photos then and now. So <laughs> so, you know, the TikTok in the U.S. is totally different from TikTok in China, right? Yeah, but do can, have we confirmed that? Because like there's that Andrew Schultz, the comedian. He talked about how he just made it like a skit and he it somehow blew up. So no one knows if it's if that whole trend started become because of him being a comedian or if it's really true, because if 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 someone could show me like this is my TikTok in China and this is my TikTok in the United States and it's the guy with the same account. I don't think he, this uh, the guy can have the same account. Oh, it could be it could be. Same people. same guy or girl, you know, respect the pronouns these days. It's the same person that uses it could be two different phones that says this is my Chinese phone and this is my American phone. You know, because I, I have a I have a French phone and I have an American phone. So like, you know, I, I can't. You mean a French it. number and an American number? Yeah. Because <laughs> you had to, for TikTok, when I first registered, you had to put in your American number. Correct. And then now they allow you to put email. But, you know, yeah, you so, could technically just change the country. So let's, let's, yeah, let's do that. Well, so let's do this. Let's, let's reach out to some of our um, Chinese associates and see if they have a TikTok account, right? And then try and see the kind of, we would not know the backend, what data they're collecting, but if we could kind of ask them to open a US with a US number, I don't think they can do it to be really honest, but we can try. Let's let's see, you know, whether this is true or not. I, I know that in France, I have to set my phone to be a French phone. Like you go into settings in your iPhone and you could set which country you're in. Correct. Yeah. Right. Mine is still set for us, but I have to put it into the French country mode. If I want to download the orange telephone app for me to like pay the bills through my phone versus like going on the website, I just don't want to stop making my phone American. Like I don't want it to be French. I like it. I like getting my us content. I love my, you know, Star Spangled Banner type stuff that are coming after me kind of thing. So so when you change your number or you have not changed the number, so it gives you different content, right, in France? And it would, it would not enable you to do certain things 
that that phone would do otherwise in the US, correct? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, the app the app store won't let me download. Yeah, so that's like... exactly what happens in China. Yeah. But what what I'm trying to uh find out is the kind of data that's been collected behind the scene for Chinese uh users in China is very different from the kind of data that's being collected. Yeah. It's true. US. I yeah. mean, in, in the United States, you go to California, you have that, uh, uh, you have GDPR here and over there you have like CDMA or something like that, which yeah. is like the California law of how data collection is allowed to happen. It's a hundred percent correct. It just depends what you're, that's like IP stuff, but like I could still have a French phone like in the United States. And it, I, I'm going to guess that, it's still going to follow that rule. I, I don't know. That's actually something I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I know working at an analytics company, how they're collecting the data, but how it changes when you're using an American computer in France or an American computer. Actually, no, when you're here with in France, it'll, it'll have all this GDPR notifications when you're going on to like the FNAC website. Right. Right. So uh, collecting data is not so bothersome and obviously there's not much regs on that there are but uh the use of that data is where the regs are coming in right where can you use the data who can you target especially young kids with young minds and that's where tiktok you know i was listening to uh, a conversation a few days ago where they were talking about a lot of these young teen girls are on tiktok and that could be problematic if there are trolls of there, you know, people who are ghosting you, stuff like yeah. that. So those are those trolls are, are everywhere. Yeah, they are. <laughs> you just told me about some today. So yeah, yeah but it, it's 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 um people. It's human nature to take advantage of things when you have the ability to. I mean, there's even like the Stockholm syndrome where like they had the college students sp split up into two groups. One were like the police officers, the other one were like the hostages. You know, well, actually, you know, it's um. It wasn't called Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome was another thing, but like where you had this university where they'll have like they put people to be in power and people to be prisoners, and then there was an abuse that happened that they had to cut the experiment short. So you're talking about it, Stanford? Maybe it's Stanford. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, but yeah, it's just that like when you have that ability to do something, you will most people people in general will take advantage of the situation. It's yeah, a very there was, there was a Stanford project or something it's called. I think it's on similar lines. Yeah. If I remember correctly. But anyway, yeah. listen, 2023, as we say, and we've always said, and we are the we are the optimists. Um, you will see in your space, so we're gonna be busy, your space, which is the fintech, you're gonna be a busy man. Uh a lot of consolidation. I think India is gonna keep us busy. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. We have a lot of transactions that we are looking to invest in the mobility space. Um, 2023, I think, is going to be a little more or a little less volatile than 2022, in my personal belief, um, because I All think right. most of most of most of the corporate. Uh, Capitulation has been taken care of yeah. to a large extent. I feel I'm positive 2023. I mean, yeah, and I, and it I wasn't understand. so bad last year. 
I mean, it was uh, bad if you were like invested in crypto. But oh God, we, yeah. We all agreed that no, no one on this podcast ever bought crypto, really. Uh, you know, we always find opportunities no matter what. You know, so rather than saying there's a bull market everywhere, we feel it's better to position ourselves. There's op- there are opportunities everywhere, right? And we have to match those opportunities with resources we have and, you know, do well. Because here's when the real work starts when challenges like we have now are prevalent and it's not easy to get deals done. It's not easy to invest. It's not easy to look at investors, yeah. uh, have conversations with LPs and the institutions and to, and, and then to execute and make things work is where I think our experience will come in and, play you know play a better game yeah i mean look I, as i said i'm very i'm very positive i mean i think that what we're gonna see happen is that people have to just come into the reality of the new market the same thing happened in 2008 with the real estate market it took maybe until exactly. 2012 2014 13 yeah, volumes 13, yep, to yep. start like coming back up it took four or five years wow. the difference here is that when you have pressure it's either you guys consolidate or you go out of business. You know, people are going to be are going to be much more much faster to react. Yep, you there know. there will be consolidation. That's that's a foregone conclusion. There definitely has to be conclusion. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, consolidation, and just not you know. I keep saying fintech, but other spaces too. I think a lot of energy space, renewable energy. You'll see a lot of changes coming in. Yeah. Right. The yeah. um. Well, I mean, we'll see, right? Because this week we're going to be speaking uh, out of CES 2023 in Vegas. Yeah, we look forward to that. He's going to be live, to correct? Yeah, pretty much. So we're going to be uh, live from live from CES and CES 2023 in Vegas, um, and we're looking forward to it. We might have uh, an interim guest with uh, uh, we have Sebastian Lay come back for the um, you know European view of 2023. That's great. But, uh, we'll look forward yeah. to that. Look forward to that. So let's um, let's pick it up. We'll speak uh, in a couple days and um, see you soon. Look, look forward to that, Marcus. Uh, listen, Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year. So let's let's sit tight, be reasonable, be happy, be peaceful. Speak soon. Cheers.